happen, all right? But uh, we're going to find ourselves in Luke chapter 1 quickly this morning. I won't keep you very long, but I would like to look at a portion of Scripture in Luke chapter 1 this morning, and uh, we'll look in verse number 26, all right? So Luke chapter 1, if you have your Bible, want to follow along, let's look at that this morning, all right? Luke chapter 1 and verse number 26, and the Bible says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in, in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive. And in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give, uh, give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come, come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. What I want to do quickly this morning is just simply continue the theme. What these kids have done so, so elegant, elegantly this morning is just continue the theme of lifting up the name of Lord Jesus Christ. You see in this portion of scripture here in Luke chapter 1, we see that Mary has uh, found out that she is about to be expecting. And uh, this seemed very much impossible for her and uh, impossible seeing that she was, well, she was a virgin. And for her to be expecting, well, this didn't make any sense. But she was rest assured and she was quickly reminded that, listen, with God, all things are possible. But on this day, in Luke chapter 1, she was expecting her firstborn son. Now, someone tell me, when you expect your first uh, child, someone tell me, what, what's in Edmund is one of the first questions you get. It's usually, what is the baby's name? All right, after you find out what gender it is, okay, you want to know what name. Have you, have you going to name the child? What are you going to call your baby, all right? Most of the time, that's what people want to know. That's what they want to know with us. And we had, we had kids, and so after the excitement uh, sat in, and for me, the fear that I'm now responsible for another human being uh, set in, uh, people will say, well, what are you going to name them? What's, what's going to be their name? But people always want to know what is the name of the baby. You know why? Because names have meaning. Uh, names are important. Uh, names have meaning. Sometimes the, the names are given down through generation after generation, uh, such as around here. A lot of times people call their kid Bubba, all right, or Bubba Jr., okay. But the names are handed down through, through the years. I'm actually named after my, um, my dad and grandfather. Our kids are named after their grandparents. So sometimes that's how we get our, our names is through, through lineage, through, through kids, and even during this time, that was majority of the time what would happen is after a, a son is born, especially the firstborn son, he would get the name of his, of his father. But we don't see that here. We don't see when we come to look to, to see here Mary expecting and having a child, we don't see 
He may have named after, after earthly father, all right, of Joseph, but rather his name shall be called, what? Jesus. His name shall be called Jesus. And I want you to know something. This name is one of the most important names, or is the most important, excuse me, most important name of all of history, the most important name of all eternity, the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This name, listen, is loved, is cherished, is praised, it's adored, it's magnified, it's worshipped, it's exalted, it's used in prayer. Sadly, it's used, it's used in vain as well. And it's even named, it's even hated. But for us as believers, we cherish and love this name dearly. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 31 again if you have your Bibles open. Luke chapter 1, verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. Names are important and none more important than this one. But what does this name mean? What does Jesus mean? Well, the definition behind it means this. The Lord is salvation. Jehovah is salvation. I'm thankful that we have salvation this morning through the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad that we have a Lord. I'm glad we have a God. I'm glad we have salvation. It's found in Jesus Christ. This name this morning, quickly, I want you to notice two things about this name this morning as we consider it. Number one, this name implies, the name Jesus, it implies two things, all right? It implies, number one, it implies that we are sinners, that's what it implies. Because listen, again, as a, the definition of Jesus, it, see, it says this, the Lord is salvation. If that's the definition of it, then that tells me that he, the Lord, came to save something or save someone or save some people. But who was it that he came to save? Well, I'm glad that the Bible has that answer for us. In Luke chapter 5, verse 32, Jesus said this, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And Luke 19, 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, and Paul put it this way as he's writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1, 15. He says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world. Why? To save sinners of whom I am chief. Listen, this is why Jesus came. This is why he was born of a virgin. This is why he's born at all. He came to save you and to save me. Listen, we, it, I know this is Christmas time and we talk more about the birth of our Savior, but listen, if we miss the reason why he came, we miss the whole purpose of Christmas to begin with. Understand, he came to save you and he came to save me. And this name, Jesus, the Lord of salvation, it implies that you and I are sinners. Now, this is one reason why people hate that name, just so you know. That's why they hate the name Jesus. They don't hate the name Jesus because of all the great things he did. As you read in the gospel records, you see how he healed the sick, how he healed the, the lame, how he, he, he restored sight back to the blind, how he restored, restored uh, hearing back to the deaf. He fed the multitudes. Of course, he blessed children. You see him walking on water. You see him casting out demons. But they don't hate him for all of that. They don't hate him even for being born in a manger. They don't hate him. People don't hate him even for dying upon the cross. That's not why they hate the name of Jesus. But here's why they hate this name. Let me read it to you. In John chapter 15, verse 18 through 25, Jesus says this, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. 
Remember the word that I said unto you. Their servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, that the world might be or the word may be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Listen, this is the reason people hate the name of Jesus because it proves to them that they are sinners. They have sin. We are sinners, have sin in our life, and are in need of a Savior. He says, this name proves that we are wrong. He is right. That the people are in darkness, but he is the light. That people are evil, but he is good. Again, John chapter 3, verse 19 through 20. And this is a condemnation that light is coming to the world. That's Jesus. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Listen, no one likes to be told they're wrong. Let me take a poll real quick. All right. Raise your hand. You love being told you're wrong. Okay, just making sure. No one likes to be told they're wrong. No one likes to be told they've messed up. No one likes to be told they're sinners. But understand something. Every person breathing on this planet must come to know that truth and must be honest with that truth. Must be honest, if I can say it this way, with that bad news before they could ever hear and accept the good news. You see, the bad news is this. We are sinners. We are. The Bible plainly makes that clear in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us have done that. Again, the Bible says in Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen, we all must come to grips with the bad news that we have messed up. We have sinned and therefore deserve the righteous judgment upon sin, which is, as we just read, death. We deserve that. That's the bad news. But listen, his name even implies that we are sinners. But it implies this as well. Really, it's not an implication. It's a declaration and it declares him. His name declares him as the Savior. Understand, Jesus is the only Savior, and there is none other. There is no Savior for mankind. Though many people have tried to claim to be a Messiah or a Savior, there is none other. Only Jesus Christ of the Bible is the only Savior. And even here in Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, his name Jesus declares him to be the Savior. If you turn over in your Bibles, just the next chapter over, Luke chapter 2, you will find even there that night that the, a heavenly host came down to even make that same declaration that this Jesus is the Savior for all people. Let me read it to you. Luke chapter 2, verse number 8. And they were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. 
And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude, meaning an innumerable amount. You couldn't even count how many there were. A multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Understand the angel in this moment came to the shepherds and they were making this declaration. Listen, this is him. This is that Savior you've been waiting for, that Messiah you've been longing for. This is the desire of all nations. This is the Savior. This is the Lamb of God that will take away the sin of the world. This, this is him, his name. His name is Jesus. You've got to understand something that's very significant in this moment. From this declaration from the angel and from the multitude of heavenly hosts, you see, what took place, let me ask you a question, what took place right before Matthew? Some of you would say, Malachi, you'd be right, all right? But what happened in between Malachi and Matthew? Well, historically, we know these, these, these times, these years to be uh, the 400 silent years, all right, or, or the dark years. So for many years, it would seem that God was silent. You see, at that, at that time, at that time in history, there was no new uh, prophecy uh, there was no new prophet, no new visions, no new dreams as God had previously spoken uh, through and under as he did with other prophets like of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and of course others. There was no new prophet, no new prophecy. It would seem as if during that time God was silent. It would seem that God was not speaking. Until this moment in Luke chapter 2, when God sends the, the heavenly choir and strikes up this declaration that this is him. This savior that the prophets have been telling you about, as Isaiah told you about, as Malachi told you about, all these prophets told you about, he is finally here. He is here. This is him. The savior has come. And by the way, his name is Jesus Understand, his name declares him to be the Savior. The angels declared him to be the Savior. Throughout Scripture, you can see God the Father declaring him to be the Savior. And time after time after time again, you can see believers down through the ages declaring him as the Savior. So here what I'm doing this morning is one more time declaring to everyone here and everyone watching that, listen, the same Jesus that we read about in Scripture, the same Jesus that they're trying to tell you about through this play, this same Jesus is the Savior, and there is none else. So are you looking for a Savior this morning? You look to Jesus. You don't look to a church. You don't look to a pastor. You don't look to any other work you could possibly do. No, no, no. You find your salvation in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. And it's that very name that you call upon to save you. It's that name. His name shall be called Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Do you know that name? Now, I don't mean in a historical fashion, meaning, yeah, I've heard of Jesus. I've read a Christmas story. Maybe you grew up in church and you've been part of plays like this before too. So you know the name historically. I'm not saying historically do you know as it is a fact that, that that's his name. No, no. I'm asking you in a personal way. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Do you know him? Do you know this name, Jesus? If you do not know him as your Savior today, listen, you can. You can know him. You can I've already told you the bad news. Listen, we're sinners. 
We all are. All have sinned, come short of the glory of God. And the just reward of our wrongdoing and of our sin is death. It is. It's death. But the good news is we don't have to. We don't have to pay for our sin. We don't have to pay for the punishment of our, uh, of our sin. We don't have to die that second to death. We don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go to the lake of fire. You don't have to. Why? Because there's a Savior that paid for all of that nearly 2,000 years ago for you and for me. And by grace through faith, we receive this free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ and Him alone. And here's how you do it. In Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 through 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth the righteousness and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. Again, another, another verse or two down, Romans 10, 13, it says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So again, I ask you, do you know this name? Do you know him personally? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? If not, please call upon him today.